everyone. Welcome to episode nine of the Hub World podcast. My name is Gino. And I am Mateo from the Hub World. And it's just us two today. Um, things have been really busy these past two weeks. We recorded an episode when the Microsoft Bethesda merger happened and it got corrupted. Then Jules had a big move and nobody else watched the content that we're going to be talking about today, which is uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So it's just the two of us today, the brothers. And yeah, holy cow. You know, it's okay. I'm I'm the only I'm the most important person to be talking about the Snyder Cut out of all of us, so you guys are in for a treat. Yeah. I have been waiting for this movie to come out since DC the initial DC movie slate came out, I think in like 2014, where they had as they announced the Zack Snyder directed Justice League movie. And back in uh you know 2017, Zack Snyder had to leave the project. He had a devastating Personal. family tragedy happen, and and yeah. Warner Bros. didn't like the the initial screening they saw of Zack Snyder's Justice League, so they made a a a a, a change at the director's position and basically reshot the entire movie. And uh, I just remember like. The fan campaign that happened at the time, like we basically the day after the movie came out, people heard there was a pretty not like a hundred percent complete, but you know like a, a a complete enough version of Zack Snyder's Justice League out there, and that's where the release the Snyder Cut movement happened or came yeah. from. And well, um, well, wasn't like the whole like. Like the DC community, like after Justice League came out and started getting panned, like pretty much universally, it was devastating. Really sucked. Things really sucked to be a DC fan. Yeah, and like, and I misremember people that even in like, I'm not going to say names, but people in our in our group of the group of people I know that the dialogue went from between two seven two thousand seventeen and now was. The Snyder Cut doesn't exist. If it did exist, it's not going to be good. It's, uh, it's a long shot. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. They rented out billboards in Times Square. They got banners on planes and like flying planes in LA and New York and stuff. Like the the community is was so dedicated to Zack Snyder and to this vision being realized, and the fact that we were able to sit down and watch it. I've seen the movie two and a half times already the fact that i was I, I'm, you watched I'm it twice off. in two days i don't know how you had the energy to do that the fact that i was able to sit down and watch this movie that i never thought was going to be made gave me the energy and like i would i i'm still in shock like and the fact that it is it was so good makes me feel vindicated like if there was one word I could use to describe the way I'm feeling and the way I feel towards the Snyder Cut is vindication. I feel vindicated. Like all the those years of people like knocking the community down, saying the movie's not good, it's it's never coming out. Like it and now to see like I think it's got like a seventy four percent on Ron Tomatoes. From it's, the critics. And then what's yeah, the fan review? It's in the high nineties. Like it's it's high, but like 
but no, Gino, no what, one expected it to be this good. Yeah. So yeah. Gino, I'm a hardcore DC fan, and I really that, like the putting Snyder it very, cuts. very lightly. Hardcore DC fan, and I really, yeah. really, really enjoy the Snyder cut. Yeah. What are we going to watch Justice is Gray? Or are we going to watch yeah, Justice I, I, is Gray? One day, one day. I yeah. Might. But yeah. what did you think of the Snyder cut? Gino, in general, like I know you weren't like super involved with the the community as I was, but yeah, uh, as like a casual DC fan, what did you think of the movie? As a casual DC fan watching this movie, and I want to use my one f bomb, but I'm probably not going to just for the sake of like you know class. We want to keep it classy here, right? I at multiple times. In Zack Snyder's Justice League, I was sitting down watching that film thinking to myself, how the hell could Warner Brothers release the movie that they did in, in, that they did in 2017? How and the they, hell did Joss yeah. Whedon screw up so freaking bad? Mm-hmm. How could they let that happen? Just how? Like, it, it's, it's, it completely boggles my mind. Steppenwolf was a compelling villain. He had a story beginning to end. He didn't look awful. The CG at times in in the Snyder Cut was a little eh, but it told the story that it needed to tell. Mm -hmm. It was complete beginning to end. We saw Cyborg's story complete beginning to end. He had he had a motive. He Mm -hmm. He had a complete character arc. Flash had a complete character arc. All of these heroes that we had had a complete character arc. Everything worked. How the hell did they screw it up? How? Well, this is the thing. Like, Warner Brothers well, is supposed to be making movies for how many years? They should know how to do this. How did they well, screw it up? Well, the thing is with Justice League, the theatrical cut, oh. like another the reason another reason why that movie turned out that way. And I, I, I think if that movie had half hour, 45 minutes extra footage, and if the CG was better and Henry Cavill didn't have a digitally removed mustache that looked like an abomination that movie could have been pretty good i think to be honest with you like the 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 skeleton of the snyder cut is somewhat visible in the theatrical cut but um uh but yeah like with four hours of a movie it's very easy to have these fleshed out character arcs but you know, yeah, but you could have easily trimmed out never like an hour and a half released. of that movie could have been trimmed out easily. There was a lot of like fluffy well, things and whatever, but like it could have been done. And then you release the four hour version, like what they did with Lord of the Rings, right? And like this is what it was supposed to the entire thing, do all this. Like you, they, they could have made it happen. It was one of those things so, where like yeah. at multiple times in that movie, as I said, like how the hell could they release that version that they did back in 2017? And it didn't feel like four hours, this movie. We we watched <laughs> so two days before Snyder Cut launched, we we watched Man of Steel. Amazing movie, underrated. Go watch it if you haven't seen it in a while. It holds up quite well. Then the day before, we watched um Batman v Superman, the extended edition. And it just so happened that when Batman v Superman finished, it was midnight on the night that the Snyder Cut launched. And we we, just, we turned on our Xbox, went to our streaming service that had um, uh, we went we 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 got onto Crave because we're in Canada and we don't have HBO Max, and it was there. And I looked yep. at you, Mateo, and you looked back at me, and we're like, 
We're doing this. We do this? Are we doing this? At midnight? Four hours? <laughs> yeah. And we hit play. We would have watched, we would have watched the entirety of that movie if Gio if didn't had start falling falling, asleep. Start, well, no, you didn't fall asleep. But Zack Snyder said previously in other interviews, like, if he were to put an inter- the intermission in the movie... Because this movie's gonna come out in theaters, they're gonna they're gonna do something about it. They're gonna put yeah. it in theaters once the pandemic's finished and more people are willing to go out. But his intermission would be between acts four and acts five. There's six acts in this movie plus a 25 minute epilogue. So that was his, and I feel he, and I agree with him honestly. I think that's like a natural like point to have an intermission. Yeah, it was people it was a natural pausing point. So we yeah. decided to take our four hour nap. And yeah, and then we finished uh, at that watching it in the point, morning. And we finished watching the movie in the morning. Yeah, but, but um, I'm yeah, shocked, we watched like, like eight hours of DC movies. DC goodness. Oh yeah, but BBS, anyways, as Greg Miller said, is not a bad movie. Yeah, it's not. You watch the extended edition; it's not terrible, but the story flows. I would buy a nine and a half hour movie ticket to go watch man of steel bvs ultimate edition and Zack snyder's justice league all in one day i would yeah you watch the complete <laughs> story but you were also a crazy man so yes yeah at points during my at points during this ride from man of steel till now i felt like a crazy person but once again i feel vindicated and the most surprising thing to me out of all of this is I got Giuliano to agree to watch Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. He did the same thing. Where like He watched B- uh, Man of Steel one day, next day he watched BVS, then the next day he watched Zack Snyder's Justice League. And out of our entire shared friend group, I was the only person to defend Man of Steel and defend Batman versus Superman, aside from Gino, to some extent. Yeah, I I cared okay. about these movies, but I wasn't like willing to die I'm, on that hill. I died on that hill multiple times. I've been laughed at. I've been humiliated, and I convinced Giuliano to watch these movies again. He had never rewatched the Zack Snyder trilogy since seeing it in theaters. He watched Man of Steel in theaters, defended it, but then over the years he soured on it until I convinced him to watch it again. He watched it, and he really, really, really enjoyed it the second time around. So that was a win. And I was like, if he likes one of the three movies, that's a win for me. I can handle it. Because I'm would. i a bigger fan of Man of Steel than I am Batman vs. Superman, admittedly. I would have to agree on that, too. He watched Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition, and he's like, you know what? He can't stand Lex Luthor. I can handle that because I, I understand how divisive Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor is but he said that he enjoyed Batman v Superman and this was coming from a guy who laughed at the beginning of the movie when Bruce Wayne was lifted up by bats in a dream sequence and like that I feel like was in, it was an initial negative impression of the movie and then he just thought or they, they other people just thought like yeah this is a, it's, it's a joke but that's just my opinion I could be wrong but then he watched Zack Snyder's Justice League and quote, this is a quote from him, and I'm shocked that he said this. He said it's potentially one of the greatest superhero movies he has ever seen. And 
I was just floored by that because I I'm inclined to agree with that also, but I don't even I wasn't comfortable saying that at that time. After my second viewing, yes, I I agree with that. But uh, and then the one last thing he said, and I think this is a uh, actually you know I'll touch up on this maybe later. But there was a a plot hole. But I think I'll discuss the plot hole later. But Gino, you actually yeah. talked about something in your discussion earlier when you were saying how the um the, just the, the way the characters were done in Zack Snyder's Justice League super fleshed out compelling they had full arcs like and you said the three that I wrote down on my notes here that I really wanted to talk about were Flash Cyborg and Steppenwolf yeah and well like, I wanted I do also want to do uh like add another thing as well I went into this movie knowing that um Cyborg's dad Silas Stone right yep yeah, so I went in knowing that I knew I knew going in that Silas was going to die, and I'm like, oh, it's just Cyborg's dad, side character. He was really well done in this movie as well. Like his character had the the full had had his full arc. He died, and I wasn't expecting to care. I knew he was going to die in this because we were talking about like the uh, the spoilers and all that kind of stuff, and like where I basically knew the entire. For the most part, I knew yeah, and, and you would, and the you main story beats the movie just from storyboards and and we like, can talk about that later actually. Anyway, but yeah, back to back to I wasn't really like expecting to care about this character for for Silas, and just kudos to the writing team, kudos to the actor. I don't know his name. I feel bad, but I think it's Joe Morton. I think excellent performance. I don't know. excellent performance. I <laughs> re- like out of all the side characters and everything in this movie, he stood out the most to me. And wow, what a performance. Steppenwolf was the, my second biggest point of criticism for the theatrical cut. Uh, first is the, the Henry Cavill stash. But anyway, second is, step was the way Steppenwolf was done. Steppenwolf was just, his CG was terrible. He looked super generic. And like, he didn't have we didn't know his motivation. It wasn't clear why he was here doing what he was doing, but, and I knew this going into the Snyder cut. Cause it's, it's like, I, I knew a lot of things, especially even with from comics too. like Steppenwolf was, is an outcast. He's dark. He's dark side's uncle. Actually. I don't know if they specified that we, they just say he's a family member or, or something in the Snyder cut, but Steppenwolf is dark side's uncle who was outcast from apocalypse for betraying Darkseid. And the whole his whole motivation in Zack Snyder's Justice League is to earn his way back to Apocalypse. He has, his penance is to conquer 50,000 worlds or whatever it is that he has to do to bring glory back to himself and glory to Darkseid. And like there's a, there's a lot of memes going around now like did you have you seen them Gino or like People say Steppenwolf is cute now because of his eyes. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But anyways, um, but like the way Steppenwolf see like his armor was like a it was almost organic looking and like it kinda like flared up like porcupine yeah. spikes whenever he was like it kind of reminded me of like Kelix from Man of Steel, like the little like robot guy with like the the organic metal moving around, like it seemed to me like whenever civilizations like Krypton was a super advanced civilization, and they got to like organic living metal or something like that. And now Apocalypse kind of had that 
has that vibe too with like Steppenwolf's armor and like the mother boxes act that way too. I found that was pretty cool. But anyways, back to Steppenwolf, I just thought like like Sieran Hines or Sieran Hines, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but like the voice actor, he's from Game of Thrones. Uh, but he his performance as Steppenwolf was better. The, I felt the he was more audible, like I could understand him better. I kind of felt bad for him when he was defeated at the end of the movie. Like he it was kind of tragic in a way. I'm like, I didn't know I would feel that bad for a guy that killed all the killed so many uh, so many Amazons at the beginning of the movie. That scene was incredible yeah. by the way, the 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 Themyscira scene. And you know, he he Steppenwolf to me was they he was get done he, he had justice. Yeah. Like they were, they gave. Yeah, Jack so, Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League, justice for all. <laughs> but Cyborg, Zack Snyder called Cyborg the heart of the film before we had seen it. I laughed at that. I, I, I thought that that was just dumb. Every scene, and this is not a joke. Every scene, but one of Cyborg's in the theatrical cut was a reshoot. Everything except one scene was reshot. All that content, all that story, the meat on his in his arc was gone. The 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 whole relationship with his mother was not even in the theatrical cut. She was referenced, but she wasn't there. And that that relationship, you didn't understand why he hated his dad really that much. Like his dad saved his life, okay, but his you never saw that his dad was not at his football games or like he basically was he was an absentee father. Because he was so invested in his work, Cyborg, you got to see in the Snyder cut him come to, coming to terms with the fact that you know his father was is basically turned him into a monster, and he can't control his powers. He he thinks he's a freak. He doesn't know what to do with his life anymore. You know he had a, a life in football. He had his social life has been destroyed. He's lost his mother. What does he do? He just stays at home. And sulks and brutes and I just feel that like that one scene where where Cyborg chills at home and he sulks and he's wearing sweats and he just hangs out on the internet all day. He became a basement dweller. That one scene where Cyborg helped that woman, he just gave her a hundred thousand dollars. That I think that scene was very, very important to Cyborg's character because I think at that point he realized what he could his potential was what he could do he can't like he maybe can't go out and he didn't want to be seen at that point but he can manipulate things behind the strings and kind of be like a robin hood type thing where like you know he's he's helping the 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 needy the small people out i just feel like cyborg in general just once like you have to watch the movie he's he's ray ray uh, ray fisher yeah there's a lot of behind the scenes drama going on he got written out of the flash movie he's probably never going to work for in a warner bros product production ever again and that's a shame like he's fantastic as cyborg and he really understands the the essence of the character i do want to talk about ray fisher for a bit though just um okay in in the context of this if we had gotten the original Zack snyder vision for this movie none of that stuff would have happened because joss whedon wouldn't have been brought onto the project and all of the problems wouldn't have happened yeah not only did joss whedon ruin justice league this guy's career was ruined because of what 
Whedon had done. At least he, he won't be Cyborg yeah. again. Like, he won't probably work for Warner Bros. But anyways, that's too too heavy of a of yeah. an issue, a, a topic for us to discuss, I think, here. But Flash, Ezra Miller, I, I, I was never sold on Ezra Miller uh, as Barry Allen. When when he the casting was announced, I'm like this guy looks nothing like Barry, and I I and I saw him in a like in Fantastic Beasts. I'm like I and and then even in the theatrical cut of Justice League, I don't know. Comparing him to Grant Gustin, comparing him to you know the other Barry Allens in the animated movies and you the Barry really, Allens. You can't really compare comic books that I read. You can't really compare to the animated stuff because it's just Barry Allen will be drawn to look like Barry Allen. Whatever the artist yeah, wants like, Barry still, Allen like, or like, Wally West to look like, they'll just draw I, them that way. But anyways, watching the theatrical cut kind of made me like Ezra Miller less because a lot of the the scenes that he was in were pretty cringy. And we know the Flash is a super, super powerful character. He can time travel. Like, really, really fast. The Flash is arguably... <laughs> yeah, but like... He's like, all I do is push people and run away really fast. I'm like, well, no, you can do a lot more than that, Barry. And Roll lightning. Like that one, that that one scene, the underground scene, and like the they're freeing the hostages from Steppenwolf. Is it theatrical cut or Snyder cut? Then theatrical cut is like, all I do is push. I can't save anyone, and Batman's like, all you have to do is save one person. That line wasn't in there, and some people like the line. I don't. I the Flash is supposed to be, you know, he's pretty competent and. The one scene where like all the rubble's falling on them in, in the Snyder cut, and then like people are looking up and they just see the flash running around really quickly above them, like pushing all the debris out of the way. That is a that is a phenomenal shot right there. And apparently the CG was done on that when the theatrical cut like was released. That scene was done and they purposely didn't put it in the movie. Why? I have no idea. But even the the slow-mo scenes were like kind of like the Quicksilver-esque ones, right? Yeah. The the ones that weren't in theatrical cut where he sees Iris for the first time and like he pokes his finger through the glass and like the glass almost like it's like water like his finger is going through it and it just shatters very slowly and that's a beautiful shot he spins around so fast and his shoes just like disintegrate around his feet and, and the then, hot like, dogs are flying there's a tasteful joke <laughs> that yeah and then at the end there's a he saves Iris. And he sees him. He's like, "Oh, I gotta really, I gotta really take care of her because I'm moving really fast." So like, he folds her arms in and uh, and makes sure she doesn't get injured. Like he's he's trying to trying to get this job right. The dog the, walker. A, he's showing his dedication that he needs to pay his way through school to become a CSI. So then he can prove that his dad is innocent. That whole like stuff. Like you just see him meeting his dad in jail, and that's it in the theatrical cut. In the Snyder cut. The whole Henry Allen thing is more, it's elaborated on more. And like he, his dad at one point even tells him, I'm a burden on you. Don't come and see me. You're better off without me. Basically. I'm like, that was, that was heartbreaking to hear. And then at the end of the movie, when Barry comes back, proves to his dad that he won't give up. He's, he got his job. And that moment, he was just the pride that his father had in him. And then even in the scene at the very, like in the, I know this is very uh, out of order and really met, like the way I'm talking, I'm just 
I'm still kind of in shock once again that this is coming out. I'm just so happy right now that we're able to talk about this. The scene where Barry's running at the end of the movie, uh, that he has to like generate the electricity for Cyborg to prevent the unity from happening, and him able to heal himself, which wasn't in the theatrical cut, and then also or at the moment where he's like, "Dad, your son is doing this. Your son is one of the good the good guys," or something Even like in that. that. Last the like the major flash scene, and like he had gotten hurt the first time, right? He was healing whatever, but he didn't make it. The unity formed. Stuff got blown up. Bad things happened. He starts running, and he reverses time just enough to the point where he can fix it, which is really, really cool. Yeah, and he even did that when the Superman resurrection scene. Yeah, but it was... He was a little bit too late when the mother box touched the water. So you just reverse time a little bit, made sure he was there at the right moment to put electricity into the mother box. Yeah, and that happened and before. Just, yeah, yeah, we're, the, we're going backwards here. <laughs> So yeah, he reverses time just a yeah, little no, bit. Those are all the those then, are all the instances yeah, of time like travel. He reverses yeah. time just like a few fractions of a second to be where he needed to be on time the first time during the Superman resurrection scene. Then at the end when he was too late, mm-hmm. he reversed time maybe by a few extra seconds. So he's getting a little bit better at that. And then when he goes to the epilogue, he can completely reverse time for like twenty years. Or five years, sorry, or whatever it was. With the help of um, the cosmic treadmill and all that stuff, but like I digress. But yeah, just finishing off character talk. Like I feel like you know Aquaman was was kind of more of the same. Yeah, yeah. All the characters have, are, I would say, they all are yeah. improved from their the 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 ones that were presented to us during Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, Batman, Bruce Wayne. I love Ben Affleck as Batman, and this is just more of it. Like BVS, like we just see like Batman's just in such a bad place in his life and he's just miserable. And I like that. Don't get me wrong. But now like he has a purpose again in Justice League. He's uniting this team. The jokes he has with Alfred and with Diana and all the other characters are really tasteful. Batman kind of feels always like a fish out of water in Justice League stories. Like He's the only one without superpowers. What are you talking about? He has superpowers. He's still he has a, money. <laughs> they kept that line. He's, that was he's a still Snyder an line. integral part of the team. It was a Snyder line, and I love that it was a Snyder line. And even the one at the end, we're like, I bought the bank. I'm so happy that was a Snyder line. But um, anyways, I I think Ben Affleck is the best Batman and the best Bruce Wayne. And you know, Batman was using the the apocalyptic tech apocalyptic technology. He's fighting with that. He had the energy-absorbing gauntlets that he was using to defend himself. They don't really explain the tactical suit that much, but I'm fine with that. The Batmobile was awesome in this movie. Like, that awesome shot of, like, the, the five Justice League members. And he was in the Batmobile. Like, that was a great hero shot that wasn't in the theatrical Good wallpaper cut. wallpaper material. Uh, yeah, I actually should make that a wallpaper. But I, uh, Superman's not in it, though, so I might not. But just... I love Batman in this movie. And then Superman, he wasn't in it very much. I had the ex- expectation that Superman was going to be a little more, uh, you know, of the Superman that I know and love, the the positive symbol of hope, the Boy Scout. And I think that he probably is that way. And at the end of the movie, they still kind of talk that way, where, like, the, the joke is, like, how did you get the, the house back? I bought the bank. Like, and the black suit isn't really explained. Like, in the comics, the black suit is a Kryptonian, like, healing suit but i know in 
future in the other stories superman is more like the way he's supposed to be this was just part of his character journey and wonder woman i think wonder woman is still like she's still i think my favorite member of the justice league that scene in where she saves all the kids from the terrorists like where she's like running really quick and she's like blocking all they the didn't have the slowdown like, like they did in the 2017 she, version and just seeing her move that quickly i find is more powerful she's just incredible like wonder woman 1984 it was a disappointment to me i don't think it was a terrible movie but i like how the this version of diana and the amazons is more akin to 2017's wonder woman and like Zack snyder honestly i think he could direct something to do with the amazons or at least be involved in wonder woman 3 maybe course correct that franchise a little bit he's perfect for for that like he's shown that he, gets he understands it. the amazons this i think that probably is good for character talk just quickly some other things that i want to talk about the snyder cut is the score the soundtrack by by tom hulkenberg junkie xl fantastic uh I love the Speed Force theme when the Flash is running. I don't really like Zack Snyder's like artistic song selections that he picks, like the the actual like uh, the actual like the, the the songs, like the people, the ones that people sing in them. The score itself is fantastic. And then the other one, Gino, you know what I'm about to oh. say? The new rendition of superman's flight theme that played during the the fight against steppenwolf at the end that song is hype it's magical it's everything like i was crying when i heard that it was just so good i'm i'm tearing up a little now i love that song so much and just i knew they were gonna have like the fact that the superman's theme never appeared in or never was played in in the uh theatrical cut danny elfman didn't play it i lost a lot of respect for danny elfman just just from interviews and stuff that he did around that time but how could you not have that song say what you want about the other movies in the dceu that superman appears and that song is phenomenal yeah, it's real good it's one of hans zimmer's they also used it for pieces. like uh an xbox thing as well at e3 one year yeah yeah like that that's how good that song is the the man of steel flight theme listen to it it's phenomenal it, it gives me chills every time i listen to it and then um but like the biggest thing i think we should talk about the score is just the fact that junkie xl he was let go of the project sh shortly after Zack snyder left he had completely scored the movie prior to that point and when he was fired you know he put all that work in he the score the original score of Justice League was put into other movies that i think he comp he composed at the time but he comp but and then when he got hired back on for Zack Snyder's Justice League he completely rescored the movie brand new brand new songs 4 hours of score that he made and it's all fantastic it really is the soundtrack of this movie is top notch but um, and then the other, the final thing I wanted to talk about, and you kind of yeah. brought it up, Gino, earlier, was how the heck can they? You introduced Martian Manhunter, yep. you introduced the Atom, and Ryan Choi was in this movie a lot more than I thought he was, and they had the little cliffhanger at the end where like his 
he's the head of like the micro nanotech or whatever it is that that's fantastic honestly and then friggin dark side makes his theatrical debut in this movie he's the biggest bad in the dc universe the original yeah. thanos okay jack kirby's crown jewel that he made for dc was in this movie he was menacing he was ominous yes giuliano thinks it's a plot hole that like oh how could he forget where earth was in the history lesson bit i'm like well i think i'm, I'm thinking in my head after watching it the second time i he thought used to a boom myself, tube to get to earth well the, no well no the 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 him and his armada they got to dark side wasn't as he wasn't a uh what like the the leader of apocalypse he was what steppenwolf is in this movie he's just a conqueror he's a he's someone that goes there he's a yeah so they were led to earth by the mother boxes and the mother boxes were left on earth and they fled and dark side was gravely injured during that fight i know it's not a perfect explanation but like the mother boxes are kind of like uh interstellar multiversal gps thing maybe they used to find earth and now that those aren't there anymore they can't do it or like they found that or like there's a fan theory that like themiscira is where the the anti-life equation is located in and then when the gods massed themiscira from the world uh when the amazons went there uh maybe that was not just People on Earth can't see it, but people in the entire universe can't see where Themyscira is. So, and that happened after Darkseid left. So maybe that is something I don't know. But, and then the final character that they introduced, I'm like, that you, how the heck can this not be continued in the future? Is Deathstroke? That little bit at the end there where they like, they set up Deathstroke to be the villain of a Batman movie, and he knows he's Bruce Wayne, and he's going to systematically destroy every single like the the thing was joe manganello said deathstroke was gonna basically tear bruce wayne apart piece by piece to get revenge on him alex luther said an eye for an eye i don't think that's literal maybe i don't think like batman's responsible for taking deathstroke's eye but like maybe something to do with deathstroke's kids or yeah. i don't know but the deathstroke is a phenomenal villain and like he was they they added scenes of Deathstroke into the nightmare the nightmare scene like Deathstroke wasn't supposed to be in the nightmare scene. How could we not even talk about Joker? Jared Leto totally flipped the script on the public opinion of his appearance uh, or his what, like he was on Joker. He was on screen was for like fantastic. what maybe four minutes of that twenty minutes, and he stole the whole. Eh, movie. I wouldn't say stole the whole movie. He stole that scene for sure. I, for sure that's that like that was the jared leto show for I, 20 minutes that was that was Zack snyder's like well if i'm never gonna make another one of these movies how could i not how, like, this universe needed to have a batman and joker interaction and we like that wasn't from suicide squad because like that was barely anything that we got on suicide squad this is meaningful that was ben affleck and jared leto knocked it out of the park i think that's one of the highlights of the snyder yeah. cut to me uh but yeah joker was fantastic i'm like how could you not make like you've introduced all these extra characters and what you're just gonna abandon it like this is the thing the restore the snyderverse movement is going on right now yeah. as we speak how many tweets as okay. of this moment do you have do you I have your phone on, open 
uh, I don't know. I, as of the first 24 hours of the movement being on Twitter, there was one and a half million tweets. And that number is, I'm sure it's higher now. We're probably pushing two million at this point. Um, and that's actually a Twitter record for the most amount of tweets for a movie or anything to do with Hollywood. It beat out Avengers, hashtag Avengers Endgame, which had 1.4 million. Uh, this was 1.5 million. It actually beat out the initial release, the Snyder Cut Twitter campaign that took months to get to 1.3 million. They got one and a half million in under 24 hours. That is fantastic. That, like, I love the meme. It's like Darkseid saying, at the end of the Snyder Cut, Darkseid's like, uh, ready the Armada, we'll use the old ways to get back to Earth. I'm like, the, the, the meme going around was like, the DC community is like, ready, ready the, the hashtags. We'll, we, we will use the old ways <laughs> to get the Snyderverse going. Um, but yeah, apparently like some, some like streaming services the outside of HBO Max, like because HBO Max is only available in the States right now. Other streaming services around the world that carry the Snyder Cut. Some people were saying like there were outages, like it broke the services. <laughs> there was just too much demand. <laughs> and I think the initial reports right now I think we'll find out tomorrow, or so Saturday or Sunday. So it'll be tomorrow recording at the time we're recording this vi- this video or this podcast. I think it's going to outperform Falcon in the Winter Soldier's premiere, yeah. which would be huge. And all of these things, it's like it shows the demand is there. Yes, there's toxic people in the community. There's toxic people in every community, but the diehard Snyder fans the DC fans that want a connected universe, we're holding on to this little shard of hope we have left into having what Marvel has. It's a passionate fan base that we just want these characters to be portrayed well. And elements of the Snyder, it's just, uh, it just, it's, it's. Mateo, it's, would you agree with me in this? Every single release the Snyder Cut fans, each one of them should have their own blue ring. Saint Walker would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we know HBO Max and HBO and they they're all on board with the Snyder Cut. The rumor is that Warner Bros was not okay with it. They didn't like they had all these stipulations they put on Zack Snyder like, "Oh, you can't add additional footage. You can't use Green Lantern in it." He did it anyways. He Green Lantern wasn't like you didn't have Green Lantern, but they're like Kilowog was dead in one scene. He added Martian Manhunter. He added the nightmare scene. He he shot some of the stuff. He put up a green screen in his backyard and filmed <laughs> additional footage. He didn't get paid a cent for making the Snyder Cut. Okay, he didn't get paid a cent. He didn't want it. I feel like Warner Bros. kind of uh well, uh well we'll talk about the announcements. There, there was a lot of radio silence before the Snyder Cut. Like, there were people were like, what the heck's happening to the future of DC movies? Well, since the Snyder Cut has come out, Warner Bros. announced they're developing an Hour Man movie, a Zatanna movie that has a writer attached on it now. They recasted Henry Allen because the the uh, the current actor, he can't, uh, he's on a, a big show and he can't make the scheduling work. So they had to recast Henry Allen, unfortunately. Helen Mirren, she's a great actress. She was cast as Hespira for Shazam 2. Hespira 
she's an actual i think she's an actual god but she's not in the dc comics continuity so i'm kind of on the fence i'm like mm, I'd, i i don't really like original characters in I'd, I'd rather them develop an actual comic book character but she's going to be one of the villains and then the big two pierce brosnan cast as dr fate in black adam fantastic hype, casting hype. how'd you know hype <laughs> that fleshes out our entire justice society roster for the black adam movie which we'd we've been waiting on for a long time because they're starting production soon and then the the suicide squad trailer came out i believe it was this morning fantastic trailer and like i'm excited about all these things except for the hespira being the villain of main villain shazam interesting, too though and like most of those announcements are really, really hype. I love Zatanna. I, I think Our Man's super underrated. Will that movie get made? Who knows? It's one of those things like DC announces a bunch of movies, but a lot of yeah. them don't get made. Like I'm still waiting for this Nightwing movie to happen. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I feel like it was a plot by Warner Bros. to kind of steal the attention and the momentum from the Snyder Cut and like kind of distract people from that. Because like Anne Sarnoff said... Uh, like they're not going to do the air cut and they kind of don't want to continue with Zack Snyder. So, but basically like the, like the Snyder verse, from what I understand, because yeah. like there's a lot of people wanting a lot of things. Okay. People just want Zack Snyder to finish his five film arc, but I would really, like, I really love what, has come before in the DCEU, except for probably Suicide Squad. Elements of Suicide Squad are good, like Harley Quinn and and Captain Boomerang. Like uh, elements of that movie, I like still. And I like, I'm a, I feel like this is the, the 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 Justice League is it's a like a six out of ten, five six yeah. out of ten movie. Like it's possible, it's, I wouldn't call it. And a then six. The, the biggest thing, like, I, I. Don't like the fact that Dick Grayson is the dead Robin that's being referred to all the time in the in the the DCEU. Like, it should be Jason Todd. It writes itself, right? Yeah. It, and I hope that if the Flash movie is about like rewriting things, like they can fix. They, I I want Henry Cavill to stay on as Superman. I know Ben Affleck's done, but Ezra Miller's staying on. Gal Gadot's staying on. Jason Momoa's staying on. Like. I don't I want a more coherent universe. Yeah, okay, I'm fine with multiple multiple earths, but like undo Dick Grayson's death. Make Robert Pattinson a new Batman. Like keep elements of Zack Snyder's uh DCEU. Don't completely like ignore it. Because there there are fantastic things there. Like and I feel still feel like it it would be confusing to some people to see Gal Gadot and in in these movies that aren't canon anymore like it's just it's it's i don't know i yeah. we understand it but like common common fans, comic book fans casual audience might comic not book fans but like, that know it anything dc will understand it comic book fans that understand there's no one stays dead in comic books or that there's multiple universes in comic books even marvel starting to touch and bring the idea of multiverse into their own movies and we talked about this in the previous episode, right? With uh, with uh, the One Division thing, and they're talking about multiverses and all that kind of stuff. That kind of knowledge is 
getting brought into the main in, into into mainstream. I don't think we should be babying the fans because, like, if you know that your hardcore DC fans are going to be the ones going to see these movies, maybe you should be pandering to what they want and not what like some general look, person would want. And you'll and make more money. The movie will be better, and everyone over, else will be happy. Yeah, there's over a million and a half fans that had the the that chose to go on Twitter and give their support to Zack Snyder, and I'm sure they're. There are hundreds of thousands of more people that didn't do it because I didn't. I I was on the fence the first time. I know, like, do you know, I you like the Snyder the Snyderverse, but you didn't tweet. I don't even I mean, have there's Twitter. lots of people like you that didn't. <laughs> I don't even tweet. have a Twitter. Yeah. So right. So like, maybe this fan demand will. This is a perfect and a hopefully like this is my Blue Lantern Ring moment here. Like maybe this clear demonstration of fan demand this clear evidence of fan demand will maybe let dv uh, dc incorporate elements of the shazam family like so like get shazam get black canary the new blue beetles coming out like blue beetle the green lantern Corps, the justice league dark projects they're developing and all these other characters static batgirl we know these characters are having projects in development. Let them be in the final battle that is supposed to be this grand uh, convergence of everything in the DC universe that that comes. They're the new age of heroes. They're the ones that they have that give DC that Avengers Endgame level moment where they fight the big bad to save the planet, to save the multiverse. How epic would that be? Like... I just, it seems like a missed opportunity if they just abandon everything like this. Like, this movie was so good. It's, it literally is your only critically received, it's, it's, sorry, it's the best critically received movie that Zack Snyder's ever made for DC in the DCEU. Let him continue. Make it a miniseries. Don't make it a, 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 a movie. Just give him, give him a series order on HBO Max. At the very least, they're gonna make a comic book. I think of this, but like that—that's like bare minimum. Make like finish this off in graphic novel. Yeah, form, but, but comic books don't even don't sell know. anymore. That's the problem. I think, like, the Snyder Cut would have been made into a, a like they would have broken it up into pieces and as, released it as a series on HBO Max if the contracts didn't have to get rewritten, and they like people would have to be paid more money basically if it was a TV series. Yeah. So. They just said, screw it, we'll make it a movie and just put it out, and that's it. But, yeah, that's basically my, uh, that's everything yeah. I have on my notes for for this. Watch the Snyder Cut, go watch it, give them that, that view, that ever-important view. We need as many people to watch this movie as possible. Like it, if you like it or not, whatever. There are people that want these stories to continue. Zack Snyder deserves to finish what he started, and I deserve to see Superman in live action at the very least. <laughs> I want to see my Superman more. Henry Cavill. Cavill. Cavill, yes. Henry Cavill was born to be Superman, and if he if he can't do it anymore, yeah. it'd be a shame. So, anyways, everyone, if you liked what if you liked our discussion, please like and subscribe. 
uh, listen to us on Spotify. Yeah, especially if you made it this far. Yeah. It hasn't been that long because of an yeah. episode, I don't think. Well, it's four hours. Longest. But, but uh, yeah. Um, so hopefully next week, uh, Giuliano might be here. He might not. So it might just be another episode yeah. of the two hopefully of us. Hopefully he'll have the internet. Is there is there anything else you'd like to add, Gino? Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Good night, everyone. Restore the Snyderverse.